This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program for those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. I am David Henderson. I'm Jeff Madlock. And I'm Greg Moore. And uh, we welcome you to the show in... Uh, a little bit uh, today, uh, a little bit uh, later on. I don't know what I'm trying to say. What am I saying? <laughs> In a few moments, uh, we'll actually be talking with Monica Morris. Um, she is the teacher center coordinator here at the Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative. So we're going to talk about some things coming up uh, at the co-op and some things we've got going on. And then uh, a little bit later today, we will talk about um, the uh, a meeting that took place in Little Rock on Monday at the Capitol regarding the status of E-rate applications for the state of Arkansas. Ooh, fun times. <laughs> <laughs> That's a matter of perspective. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, as uh, Jeff is uh, getting us set up on our Periscope, you can join us. Uh, you are listening to radio.edutechguys.com. You can also join us on Periscope. Grab the Periscope app and check us out, EduTech Guys, and eventually you'll be able to see us <laughs> for whatever that's worth. Oh, uh, Periscope. But, uh, Commodore. <laughs> keep going. I'll All right. We're going to keep on rolling. Right now you'll be looking at Jeff's big smiling face when you uh, <laughs> sign on to Periscope. Um, in the meantime, uh, I believe we have the chat open on Mixler, so if you... Uh, Go over to mixlr.com, mixlr.com slash edutechguys. Find the show there, and uh, there'll be a place you can chat. You can also hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we are at edutechguys, or individually, I am at David in Ark. Jeff is at Jay Madlock. 
Jeff, uh, Greg doesn't. He doesn't. I, I he do, doesn't partake. I does not do the tweets. No. <laughs> no. No. He doesn't. So <laughs> we all know why. <laughs> I was banned. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> he used to tweet, not anymore. So yeah, I, I know it's hard to believe, especially those of you that have seen us on. Uh, uh, Periscope, or uh, you've checked out any of the promo graphics we put together. But um, Greg is the one who's always got the hat on. He's he's the bad boy of the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I walk out and I put on my leather jacket and I hop on my Harley and I you know go roaring <laughs> off into the sunset. <laughs> the reason he's laughing is because it's completely and utterly ridiculous. It's, it's the mental picture exactly. of you putting on a jacket I, you know, and I weigh, a Harley. I weigh, I weigh like you know 100 pounds wet. So. <laughs> that, be, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like rev the Harley and I go flying off back. Backwards, it weigh anything. That's right. <laughs> I've seen that movie. <laughs> uh, one of the other things I want to talk about uh, before we get too far in here is remind folks that uh, in December we are going to be coming to you live from New Orleans from the AESA conference at the Hyatt Regency. So uh, we'll have more information about that and uh, we'll. Uh, uh, play. We'll give you some more um, tidbits about that as, as we go on. But uh, remember that uh, we'll be live from New Orleans. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be very cool. Cool. Hey, remember you listen to radio.edutechguys.com. You can follow us right now at radio.edutechguys.com. Also, edutechguys.com. Go to the website. Take a trip down to the bottom of the page. You'll find a comment area where you can leave us a comment, tell us what you think, and also hit us up on Twitter and on chat. Uh, looks like we have a few folks listening already. So if you have any questions or any of that good stuff, go ahead and throw them out at us. I think today, uh, discussion-wise, you want to jump right into uh, what's happening in Arkansas? I was figuring we'd just sit here and waste some time, you know, just, just because that's what <laughs> because people I'm tune still, in for, you know. I, I'm actually still fine well, with Periscope. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it would probably be more prudent if we brought our guest in, let Monica tell us about what's happening at the co-op, and then... Uh, <laughs> She can. Uh, then we'll leave it up to her discretion. She, she broke my twi- my periscope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't under the impression I was going to be filmed. <laughs> so how did she do that? <laughs> voodoo, evil, evil that, voodoo. Hey, you know, we, we we hired her for all kinds of special skills, <laughs> and breaking your periscope was at the list. Definitely yeah, worked, on the that's, list. that's what's going down. I'll let you introduce her. Okay, so uh, with us today is Monica Morris, and she is our Teacher Center Coordinator. So you can feel free to tell folks a little bit about yourself and then tell us what's happening at the co-op. Okay. Uh, Monica Morris, and I am, as David said, the Teacher Center Coordinator here at Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative. And uh, I've been here, this is starting my third year. I was administrator at Hope Schools before that and a teacher in Hope Schools before that. Um, and um, right now I plan all the professional development, um, sit in on board meetings, bring the updates from the state level to yeah. our superintendents, principals, and um, other administrators, work on just various different projects, work with our math and literacy science specialist on different projects. Yeah. And, cool. and all other duties as a side. Everything else day. that comes along. <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yes. That's right. Breaking periods. Hence all the yeah. sticky notes on my desk that I will have to rush back to after this. <laughs> exactly. They're driving her crazy as we're speaking. You can yes. see the jitters. The, yes. There's supposed the notes. Uh, all right. So let's talk about some of the different things that are going on coming right. up at the co-op. Okay, well, we have a couple events that I wanted to talk about today. Um, the first thing is we have something 
that is called Bloomboard University. And we are actually putting this on in conjunction with the Arkansas Department of Ed and the Queen Mina Co-op and South Central Co-op and SAU in Magnolia. So it's a big group effort that uh, we are all putting this on. It will be held on the SAU campus on October 16th from 830 to 330. And we're asking uh, all of our school teams our school districts to invite a team to attend this day. We would like teams of five to six, uh, preferably from one building. Each building send a team, but we know that can't always happen with trying to find substitutes and all of that. So sure. it may be five or six from a district, and that will work. Uh, but the the purpose of Bloomboard University is to. Uh, help districts and schools build capacity with Bloomboard. Uh, those of you that have been following Arkansas uh, teacher evaluation, we went to a, um, a new model several years ago, teacher excellence support system, TESS, uh, for all of our um, educators. And so along with that, when, when they're doing their teacher evaluation, we've chosen the f- platform of Bloomboard. Okay. And so their evaluations are housed within Bloomboard and there, there are resources within Bloomboard. And so Bloomboard University is going to help schools. Whoops. Clean up on aisle three. Clean up on aisle three. So anyway, the, um, the purpose of this is to help schools be aware of what resources are available um, through Bloomboard and how to make data-driven decisions when making those decisions about professional development needs of their teachers and uh, and personalizing those plans for their teachers so that so that all teachers aren't getting the same thing. If a teacher's struggling with classroom management, that's that's where we need to focus on. And if they're really good at classroom management, then then they don't need to sit through a six-hour professional development on right. classroom management and or be tending to resources in Bloomboard on classroom management. So the folks that are going to go to this university then, since we're talking about a team of teachers either from the various buildings or the various districts, depending on you know how many people they can send, are these are, are the are the teachers that are attending this expected to like come back and train the other teachers or or how do, how do they decide which teachers to send? Right, um, schools have. A variety of ways that they choose their their leadership teams and so I mean they, they're able to do that and then these teams will go and learn about the resources and the expectation is that they will come back and and help their other educators we don't want okay. to keep it to themselves you know when they're the only five that that have gained any knowledge so yes they will come back to the districts and um, I don't know that it would be just another training that they would have to offer but just help and assistance mentoring you know those that are struggling with bling board or um you know almost like, a, like almost like a support role sure cool sure i okay. struggle with bloom board <laughs> <laughs> anything bloom in it but. <laughs> i think it's the board part no. it's, it's i'm the, a little bored it's, it's yeah. the, no it's the, it's the board part you struggle with state board school board oh, <laughs> the board they used to use on me in, in, in between classes yeah that's right uh, the board of education the board yes. of education all right cool um so that's so again. That's in October. So uh, that, that sounds very cool. Yes, I think it'll be a great event. October sixteenth, um, lunch is provided. Uh, 
our co-op personnel will all be there. Hopefully, David will join us, too. Uh, uh, evidently, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> You've been volunteered. Uh, in case you don't know, Monica is my boss. <laughs> <laughs> our um, math, literacy, science uh, specialists, our GT specialists, they'll all be in attendance cool. uh, so that we can help build those relationships with with those teachers as well and let them know, hey, we're hearing the same information you are. And so when you get back and you've forgotten something, you know, that you can call us and we can help get you through that again. So I have to ask, so the teacher center, can we talk a bit about the teacher center? Sure. Because, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, my mother, mm-hmm. she she worked here years ago and she, she still follows you guys. I on, did not know that. Yeah, she worked for the co-op a long time ago when it was in the other spot and but uh, she still follows you guys. A lot of people follow you on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So make sure you follow the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op on Facebook. Throw that little piece out there. And she saw the Yeti stuff where you're cutting out the uh, uh, the, um, what the monograms. Vinyl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was immediately tasked to make sure that she had one for her Yeti. <laughs> yes. And um, so my daughter's in a boot on her foot because she's had some, some issues. So they put her in one of those boots. And she said, can you get me two of the small ones in white with my initials so I can put them on the side of my boot? <laughs> so yeah. This is like modern. That's that's the modern day version of casting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put the vinyl on my boot. Yeah, What's cool though is all the stuff that goes on down there. I mean, mm-hmm. can you give us a rundown? Especially like that cool stuff. The vinyl right. stuff's really cool. Right. And um, the teacher center has really grown in the last three years. Uh, it was primarily in place to make copies and uh, handbooks and and different things for uh, professional development. Mm-hmm. And they also had paper where that. The Ellison cutters were down there, and you, they could come. Teachers could come cut letter, letters for their bulletin boards right. and buy bulletin board border and those kinds of things. And it has just evolved in the last three years. Uh, we purchased a machine that cuts vinyl. Yeah. And of course, girls like to monogram everything. <laughs> you know, we, we like our name on everything: the backs of our cars, our Yetis. I've, our... I've been in, I've been in a primary school classroom. There's a, there's a, a, a label on everything. Yes. <laughs> I actually um, spent uh, probably an hour last night getting a list of things that I needed that I took to the teacher center this morning. Did and you need labels for? <laughs> yes. Monograms. <laughs> yeah. My mother-in-law had a Yeti that she needed and a, um, another glass that she was trying to um, put a monogram on. And um, Actually, we made a, a dress for my niece mm-hmm. today, bought her a dress, and had a, we have a heat press machine, so we... Did the heat heat press vinyl? Oh, cool! Um, with her monogram on the oh, see, on the little cool. dress, mm-hmm. and it's it is cool. super cute. And I, I was actually I was actually the guinea pig for that. Um, I was they, wondering about those letters branded on your arm. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it really burns. <laughs> Not for use on flesh. No, that's, uh, no. But uh, um, they had just really they just unpackaged the thing, and and in fact, um, they were still figuring out how it works. And um, they asked that I bring in uh, a plain white T-shirt, and uh, I did one of those, you know, straight out of Prescott things. That are, that <laughs> oh, yeah. Now the, 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 the popular uh, thing now. That's yeah. great. And so we did, I did a straight out of Prescott, and she pressed it down on the shirt, and it's cool. It, it's awesome. Yeah. awesome. Well, Ellison cutters and all that are still down there. Also, they are. They are still down there. Uh, they don't use them a whole lot. Um, teachers really like the coming and printing it. The, the silhouette machine that we have that cuts vinyl also cuts regular paper. So any font oh, that you can have cool. on your computer, we you can know, just cut. hit print and it cuts it in a, in a whole lot of different fonts. And in the years past, different. I used to get a, a J for Christmas notepad. You know, oh, was, yeah. 
to the, you still do that down mm-hmm. there. So make notepads, yeah, calendars. Really cool. so I wonder how many educational service centers still have teacher centers like that. Do you, you, any idea? I th- I'm pretty sure the ones in Arkansas do. Don't I think they? all of the ones in Arkansas still have a teacher center. They're all very different. Uh, we are probably pushing the envelope a little more than some of the others are doing. We have a poster maker. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's cool. July 28th, we received 400 a shipment of 400 poster boards, and we're almost out. Wow. We have um, about 20 left, so Man. we are per- we are placing another order, and that since you know just in the last couple of weeks, almost 400 posters have been well, printed. And that's there. what I think. I think once we started, really, you know, when we really got the hang of kicking out posters and really got the word out that we could generate posters, I think that is really when that switch kind of flipped from cutting out those letters for putting them up on bulletin boards to having a poster that you walk out with. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. Right. That's very cool. There's not a lot of the rubber cement and (laughs) construction letters being glued to poster board anymore. There's not a need for it, really, I guess. Right. Right. It would be cool to come out here and do that. We we have some poster board printer kind of things in, in our district, but mm-hmm. not to the level you guys have. I know a lot of our teachers come out here, especially yes. before school starts. Mm-hmm. A lot of them do. And do that. That's it's great, cool. too. You can actually print a, a picture. Yeah. Uh, they were The other day when I was down there, they had a photo of a family, and they printed it poster size for a reunion. Oh, that's, it was great. It was oh, great that's quality. Cool. So Man. that's a great question. So in the community of Hope, I guess in any community that there's a uh, educational service center in Arkansas, then they're welcome to come and mm-hmm. and use the service because mm-hmm. I think you're staffed with three or four people. We have three that yeah. are uh, full time in the teacher center and uh, they stay completely busy. Yeah, I'm just overwhelmingly busy all the time. <laughs> That's and, awesome. and we think we're headed into a slow time, and it's never a slow time. <laughs> we know how that goes. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. It, and they, it's always right when you think. There's going to be a slow time that mm-hmm. it's just suddenly you're and, hit by an avalanche. Of, and what usually happens is you plan some stuff for the slow time. So it's like, oh, you got to pack this stuff in. And then you just get a whole bunch of stuff on top of that and it winds up being way more busy right. than any other time. Yes, right. yes. We have a lot of um, uh, school orders that uh, are, we have a van route that goes out every other week uh, that's associated with our teacher center. And they deliver the Ellison cutters. We have traveling Ellison cutters that go to schools that don't have those yet. And... Um, that when the van goes out, they'll take anything that's in the teacher center that has been ordered by mm. teachers and deliver it straight to them. So even if you're in Texarkana or Falk or Genoa, you still get everything and without having to come here. Yeah, delivered deliver to your classroom. Right to door. your door. Mm-hmm. If it takes more than 20 minutes, it's free. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's pizza. That's the little round cardboard. <laughs> so you know, the good part is I have to I have to throw this in there. Periscope's now working, so if you're out there listening hey. to this, you can also log into Periscope. I actually said it so that Monica is not on the screen. I, I she just wants to be. Not, so. She can lean forward she can lean if she wants to hair. <laughs> Monica's sitting that, right here. Neither am I. There's my hand. So yeah, I'm, I'm, we made sure we're not in the... I was just going to say, Jeff positioned that purposely so that Greg and I are yes, dead exactly. center. You know. You're both very pretty. We're, I'm, uh, we're looking very Abbott and Costello. <laughs> so uh, anything else you want to share with us for the year? Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention is that September 24th, uh, we will be hosting a regional business and industry partnership council. And the, the purpose behind that, uh, it's just a a couple hours, three hour meeting. Uh, we are inviting all of the business business administrators in uh, from the Texarkana area, Hope area, 
anyone in our region. We've invited Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Mark Keith will actually host that event for us or MC it. MC. Um, so, and I worked with Mark at the radio station several years ago, so I'm looking forward to having him here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, anyway, but it's it's to help build that connection between career and technical education and our businesses out there and helping our teachers see that the jobs that we're preparing them for, because we're sending a lot of our students out to the industry business and they're not prepared, they're not ready for the industry that's out there. So we need to keep those connections going with those business folks and education folks so that, that we're doing exactly what they need and when they come out, they're ready. If there's a specific certification they need, we can help them get that while they're in high school or quickly right after high school so mm -hmm. that they can go straight into working because not everyone is going to college sure. and we know that. Right. So anyway, if you need more information on that, uh, you can call the co-op at 870-777-3076 and ask for Floyd Morris. Uh, Gina Perkins is who you would RSVP to, but you could call either one of them or myself and we could get you more information on that. Very cool. They're holding those um, those regional uh, partnership councils at different places around the state. Um, so uh, I think it's very cool that, that we get to host one of those. And this is, it, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. We're talking about having some of the executives from some of the really big name businesses that are in and around our area uh, that are coming in, so um, or at least scheduled to appear, right? right. Yeah. Um, so I think so. You know, be cool. There's gonna uh, the way that uh, Floyd had described it was the, um, that there's gonna be a, a panel mm -hmm. at the front uh, who can who will have um, that will answer questions uh, and and lead discussions uh, from the either either audience members or like I said, you know, right. from MC. I guess he'll be kind of like the uh, moderator. What do you right. call what, what do you call the presidential debate person. So, uh, the moderator. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not the word I was looking for. <laughs> anyway. Yes, we're hoping this is just the first of many. We, we would like to host this conversation, you know, at least once a year yeah. And, yeah. and just keep those conversations going. So hopefully this will start. Um, this was a, an initiative that Governor Hutchinson uh, asked us to follow cool. through with. And he was, actually was invited and he cannot make it, but maybe he'll make the next one. Uh, he's yeah. attended several around the state, so maybe he'll make it to the next one. That'd, That'd be cool. very cool. And then uh, the the one thing that's coming up that, that I'm most excited about is the um, technology training uh, program um, that we are going to host here at the Education Co-op. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. We're putting together a team, uh, for lack of better words, um, of technology educators from from all of our districts and we're working on technology integration. We've got lots of technology going in our schools and our schools are spending lots of money on technology but we're not seeing the use in the classroom right. and our, yep. our students aren't using it. So we're, we, David and I kind of brainstormed with Harry Dickens and we are going to put together a group and I hope it will grow every year but we will purchase them several different devices, gadgets, and we'll have four different trainings throughout the year. And in those trainings, we'll learn how to use that device to integrate uh, that into their in-classroom instruction. And right. those people can That's go great. back to their buildings and help, hey, this is a Sphero ball. Right, and, yeah. 
this is you know going to help with coding and this is how we can use it in the classroom and this is what we would do and uh, so there's several other yeah there's other um yeah we, yeah we can't remember all the stuff <laughs> we, we have a list of things but yeah makey makey kids little bits i think then there's, there's some other things yeah aren't popping into our head right now but but chromebooks are in almost every building or ipad chromebooks are ipads and so even we may not purchase those but we're going to talk about you know what are we doing with those in the classroom mm -hmm. are we just did we just do that for testing online testing or are we actually going to use them not in the classroom and i know when i was in the building um dropping in to see teachers a lot of times the ipads were used for free time it was a yeah, you know it was reward, the treat yeah. in the yeah. classroom oh you, you've been good today so you can play on your ipad for 20 minutes right, right. And, and we want it to be more than that right yeah i absolutely. mean i use a device of some my phone my ipad my laptop my chromebooks i mean i go from devices all day long yes. and so they've got to see um and we've we've had the conversation that our kindergartners this year know nothing except for a touch screen world mm -hmm. and we've yeah. we've got to start addressing that that we don't wait till high school to show them all these nifty little things we've got to start at kindergarten yeah, yeah. i agree i think it'll be cool and, I, and and as as that is put into place and rolled out and, and as we do different projects and different project i'm assuming <clears throat> that uh, as we go along it that there'll be some project-based learning involved and you know, a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about here on the show you know since we started um and i think it'd be cool uh, we may be able to invite some of those folks that participate on and, and let them talk about what they're doing and maybe even get some students in here and talk about how they're using what their teachers are learning and or what they're teaching their teachers to learn right, right? you know that would be great so yeah that i think that'd be, be cool yeah we're also um in the spring uh, we have uh, something planned for, we're going to bring girls in from all of our schools and have a Girls That Code day and really That's get cool. girls interested in coding and not just, sorry, nothing against you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we understand. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> but guys typically, go on, get out of here. <laughs> guys are the typically, typically are the ones that are going for that and we want to get girls interested in it too. Right. There's a market cool. for them too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with cool. so many big tech companies uh, just recently announcing that they've got big programs that they're trying to, to change the, the equality landscape. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, there's definitely a market for, for female coders and programmers and mm -hmm. those who work with technology. I don't know why guys don't procrastinate. I mean, you tell me to do one thing <laughs> and then you harp about it six months later, I'm going to get to it. Well, it's, I mean, it's not like I walked in with three minutes to spare before this radio show or anything. You know, it's like... We don't need you, Greg. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But it sounds like uh, the co-op's doing lots of cool stuff, cool tech-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's the way to move in the future, is especially for service centers, is to look at the fact that um, it's here and it's not going anywhere, so we better address it pretty quickly or find ourselves the way of the dodo. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, if, I mean, if we don't adapt and change at the service center level, there could come a day where there's not a service center. We're there. not needed. Adapt and we're asking our schools to change, and we're asking our teachers to change, and, and we have to change as well. And, uh, you know, whether that's moving to a blended approach to professional development mm -hmm. or an on, a completely online approach, whatever we sure. need to do, it's not all going to be face-to-face. -face. Yeah, that's exactly Very right. Very cool. Awesome. 
Hey, well, we want to thank you for coming on today. Thanks for inviting me. I hope it wasn't too, too short a notice. No, 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 no. We, I, I keep asking right. him, like, every, it's like a month, and he's like, eh. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So right. David didn't want I'm me kidding, here. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. David under the Maybe bus. next time we'll get uh, a Phoebe in, yes. so, the director, and so she can spend some time with us and talk about yeah. some stuff. But uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Hey, you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com, and uh, that was Monica Morris here from the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op. Hey, we're going to listen to a quick promo coming up at the AESA convention in December, and then a quick song from one of our previous guys, Trey Johnson. Uh, he and his, his uh, partner in crime, I think it's Jeff Willman, is a uh, harmonica player. They won the first place in the uh, International Blues Contest in Little Rock for Arkansas Sweet. this last week. So we'll play one of his songs we played last time. And uh, once again, thanks to Monica Morris for being here. Thank you for having me. Join EduTech Guys Live from the 30th Annual AESA Conference in New Orleans, December 2nd through the 5th. We'll be providing day-by-day coverage as we talk with presenters, attendees, and members of education service agencies from around the nation. Get rid of the noise and listen to the music with EduTech Guys Live, December 2nd through the 5th. Brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative, Hope Public Schools, and the Association of Education Service Agencies. Sing along, you know you want to.
let me hear you. I said, oh, 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 oh. Hey, that was Trey Johnson, uh, one of our former featured artists on the uh, show. He and uh, his uh, harmonica player, Jeff, or I shouldn't say harmonica, like he owns this guy. I mean, he and, <laughs> he and his, uh, his bandmate, uh, the duo, uh, the harmonica player, Jeff Wilman, I think that's his name. I hope I'm getting it right. If I'm not, I apologize. Um, they won the International Blues Contest for Arkansas last weekend, took first place. So they'll move on and into the good stuff. So, yeah, if you want to hear uh, championship music, you listen to radio.edutechguys.com <laughs> because we've got it on here. Nice. Uh, hey, this was just saying, this came to me from the uh, news desk. Uh, <laughs> this is just This in. is Actually, quite literally hot off the presses. <laughs> we want to throw this out. If you visit the Hope Public Schools Facebook page or anything in the local area, you know about Rachel's Challenge, and uh, that's a, a, a really great documentary. Uh, it's going to be here at Hempstead Hall on the campus of the University of Arkansas Community College at Hope. And it's uh, Thursday, this Thursday, August the 27th. So tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Rachel's Challenge, uh, it, it exists to equip and inspire individuals to replace acts of violence, bullying, and negativity with acts of respect, kindness, and compassion. Uh, it's based on the life and writings of Rachel Joy Scott, who was the first victim of the Columbine school shootings in 1999. Mm -hmm. um, uh, through her example, Rachel's Challenge is making a positive impact on the lives of millions of people every year. Um, schools, superintendents, teachers, parents, uh, church groups, all that good stuff. It's a great thing to see. Um, it's going to wow. be here. At, at, and I think uh, Hope Public Schools and several schools are coming throughout the day to watch the documentary. Cool. I don't believe the documentary is that long, but I, I think it's it really works out well. And if you want more information on how to have a Rachel's Challenge event at your school anywhere in the country or conference, please contact them at 877-895-7060 or visit the website at www.rachelschallenge.org. Cool. That's yeah. very cool. It's really cool. So uh, that's that's some stuff happening here, and it can happen anywhere. So if you're listening and you want it at your school, definitely make it happen. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, shall we? So what's going on? <laughs> okay, so are we skirting um, the issue? We, yeah, <laughs> we've managed to dodge the issue for 32 minutes. Talk about everything else. Um, and uh, so, what what is the issue that we are referring to? Um, basically. Um, what's going on in a nutshell in the state of Arkansas is that uh, no schools have received any E-rate funding as of yet for the current program year. It's all on hold. And on Monday at the uh, state capitol, there was a meeting held with uh, DIS, which is Department of Information Services, the Arkansas Department of Education, referred to as ADE, it was also um, USAC, uh, which they are the ones who uh, oversee the funding for the E-rate program, and then the FCC, who is actually the one in, in terms of uh, policy and regulation so over a whole alphabet soup of there, there is a there. whole. It was an it was it was acronym ADE, city. DIS, yes. FCC, FCC, USAC. ABC. B A D D O G D O W N K I T T Y, uh, and and so uh, at this meeting, uh, not only were the, the the acronym folks there, uh, but also there were uh, representatives, uh, the the state technology coordinators, 
that is the technology coordinators from each of the co-ops, uh, we were all invited to attend. There were, uh, and we had about 10 out of 15, so about 10 of us or so uh, were able to make it. There were several co-op directors that were at this meeting. Uh, there were some other folks that I didn't quite get their affiliation, and then a lot of vendors. Uh, and by vendors, I mean the internet service providers in the state of Arkansas. And the purpose of the meeting was to uh, partly have the FCC explain what the holdup is and then really try to lay some groundwork down for getting past the issue or issues uh, and find a way to finally get money into the hands of the schools in terms of reimbursements and or discounts uh, through the E-rate program for internet service. Uh, so, essentially, what how, how the FCC uh, explained things was that the um, the the, the holdup is that the FCC currently has two proposals in hand from nearly every district in the state. Um, essentially, what what the uh, schools were told was to go ahead and file for E-rate on their own. Meanwhile, the state is rolling out a brand new statewide state paid for network. Uh, and they will be, the state will be filing for E-rate on that. Right. All right. So there's an E-rate filing for schools that the schools did. And then there's also an E-rate filing on behalf of the schools by the state. Right. Essentially, that's two, you know, two different filings for the same entity. And they kind of went, It's one okay, too many. Yes. Yes. yes that's right. So what the um, FCC is looking for is the most cost-effective solution for each site seeking uh, the reimbursement slash discount, you know, the E-rate funding. And the problem, as it turns out, um, and, and really part of the crux of, of this meeting was that um, DIS... Um, got in there and, and was was uh, explaining their side of things and saying that the issue that they're having, the reason why FCC can't move forward, um, well, let me, let me pause there a minute. So the FCC is holding on to these two uh, things, right, two, two requests for each site. The problem is that they can't move forward because they do not have a time frame in place as to when the state is going to implement this new network. Mm. So the the gist is that once there is a timetable in place, then the FCC can say, okay, we're going to release money for whatever districts are part of this initial rollout. We know that your cutover is going to be, for the sake of argument, say December. All right. Well, because the FCC, if, if this is the case, and the FCC says, okay, so in December, you're going to roll over to the state. Therefore, we will give you funding to cover you from the past July 1 that's already happened, from July 1 up to the cutoff date, the cutover date. Mm -hmm. We'll give you the funding for that. And then you aren't going to get any other funding because you're not paying anything, right? The state is paying for your internet connection. Okay. All right. So is that, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the problem is... The timeline. Right. All right. So DIS um, said to the vendors, 
Um, the problem is that in order to get this timeline fleshed out, we're waiting on the vendors to tell us when they can implement their networks that right. meet the specifications um, and, and guidelines, and those are based on the SETDA, the CETA recommendations. More acronyms. Okay, right, more acronyms. <laughs> All right. Um, but those are based on those guidelines. Um, actually, in Arkansas, um, we're actually going above those recommendations. Um, we are looking at uh, implementing a minimum of 200K per user at each district. So not just per student, but per user at each site. Um, and I say we, I don't mean we like I'm a part of that. I mean we it's collectively. The, it's the, the state, French we. Okay, right? mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so continuing with the story, um, DIS uh, is saying that some of the vendors have not turned in their timeline for as to when they plan to be able to deliver the capacity that the state is requiring for the new network to which some of the vendors took exception, and their response was, well, the problem is that DIS has not given them a time frame for when the vendor could connect to the DIS connections oh. at the various POP locations. Oh, my goodness. So, so we have a little bit of hot potato, <laughs> don't point at me, point at you. Oh, my goodness. You know, glass houses kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I will tell you that that was... Um, a majority of the conversation and was probably some of the most, um, well, as my, my, my preacher calls it, intense fellowship. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, uh, it, it was some uh, definitely some discussions uh, some going fellowship. on for sure. Uh, during, the, during this uh, conversation as well, um, there was discussion um, about um, contracts, and this also led to some rather... Um, uh, intensely vocal communication uh, <laughs> about contracts. Uh, and um, basically, in a nutshell, for the purposes of those listening, um, some districts have entered multi-year contracts with their internet service provider, and they had entered those contracts before this state plan was even a twinkling in anybody's eye so right. far as we as the end users are concerned. Right. Um, and the issue is that during this transition process, some of the schools who signed agreements with vendors, that vendor is not the vendor who ended up winning the bid for the state rollout. Right. So at some point, they're going to have to switch internet service providers, potentially in the middle of a contract. Oy. Yeah. So how do we negotiate our way around, out of, through this contract Swamp. It's a paperwork labyrinth. Uh, it is. And so, um, again, there was some discussion uh, about uh, how the contracts would be handled. And suffice to say, for the, the sake of the time allotted that we have here now, um, <laughs> that the general conversation is this. School districts in Arkansas uh, that are caught in that kind of crossfire crossover can attempt to work out a, a however they need to be able to get out of that contract if they're changing providers. Uh, they can work with that current that current provider to try to get out of that. If they are unsuccessful, then the district may call the Department of Information Services, DIS, and DIS will work with that vendor and that district to see if there is a 
positive, amicable resolution to the contract situation. I cleaned that up. (laughs) (laughs) It was also very beautifully couched in politically correct statements. I like that. Well, you know, and and, uh, yes, partly. So I've been been quiet this whole time. (laughs) Now he's going to cause some trouble. I'm not going to cause any trouble. Uh, You know, it's it's interesting that uh, other states have tried this. And it did not work, um, and 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 I think it did not work for the same the same reason, and uh, for for me for for us in Hope uh, Arkansas and Hope Public Schools, it's been a communication breakdown for us. Well, and it's been a, it's it's been a labyrinth mm. of communication yes. faux pas, um, and it's not really the district's fault. We're, we're no, actually right. the very we're we're at the very end of this, you know. Right. It's the it's DIS, it's AppScan, it's ADE, it's vendors, right? It's it's FCC, it's E-rate, and then at the very end of it, when it all washes out and the waters run off and the floods over, hopefully there's some shiny rocks still left at the bottom for us to play with. I I think that the problem that we have is is that normally in E-rate season we've already got our funding by now and right. we're getting discounts, and for us in Hope, and I, I can only speak from my department and what I know is. Um, I'm paying full bills right now. Right. And so right. that's money, that's district money that exactly. is, was not budgeted. Right. Um, now, you know, E-rate always makes sure that you budget enough money to cover what they won't cover, which we do. Right. But we don't budget to cover, you know, the faux pas that has been created by DIS, sure. AppScan, ADE, and that, vendors. And, and summer projects have been held up because hardware didn't come in. Yeah, in time. priority two. So now, so, now right. we're behind. This but, didn't yeah. just hold right. up that. It's held up. A lot of priority two commitments that were, you know, we were hoping to have two months ago. Exactly. You know, I mean, we've we've always been in some of the first waves, and we've you know, been able to get our stuff done. That's all I'll say about it. I, I don't. I think the rest of it is now in the hands of uh, the administrators that are in charge of dealing with this kind of stuff. And yes, and and I, and I do want to say, um, and again, we're I'm, I'm keeping this brief and and um, edited, uh, frankly. Um, <laughs> But uh, this is edited for the time allowed. All right. Um, so once we there, uh, once the intense conversations uh, kind of played themselves out, and the conversation then came back around to this timetable, um, DIS uh, promised that they would work with vendors. Um, in terms of there is a evidently there is a, a spreadsheet that is a timetable for rolling out the various pieces and parts of this project, um, and so they DIS is going to share that with vendors. But then what I thought was also a, a, a very good move, uh, as suggested, if I recall, by the FCC. DIS is also going to share that timetable spreadsheet with all of the school techs in the state of Arkansas uh, through the school tech listserv. Um, So ideally, what that's going to allow for is all of the players involved to see what's going on and, frankly, most likely expose the true bottlenecks. And then at that point, uh, I to put it bluntly, I think there's going to be some strong arming from either side, whether it's 
you know, vendors strong-arming DIS about getting connectivity to the POP, whether it's DIS strong-arming vendors about saying, look, we've got to have the timetable for X, Y, Z, and, you know, whatever the overall rollout is, for the sake of argument, um, I will say that uh, at one point during the discussion, there was January 2016 was thrown out in the conversation, um, to which that raised a little bit of a ruckus because evidently um, the majority of the people there had not heard that as a date at all. So they didn't even know there was a, a, a moving target, let alone, you know. Drop so, the date. Oh. Yeah, you know. So it was kind of like, wait a minute, what, where did that come from? Um, so hopefully, if presumably that January is the target date, then we know we've got this window that, that the vendors and DIS have got to not only work in, but work together in. Right. In order to get things moving, the 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 real issue from my perspective is exactly what you were talking about, Jeff, and that is, let's say that it's January. Okay, schools are paying the full price that you know that was not budgeted because they were expecting and anticipating right. having the E-rate money already in place for funding their internet connection. Well, now they're paying tens of thousands of dollars to get to that January point, yes, when it's all said and done, there will be, you know, however the reimbursement works, if the district gets a check, if the district gets the credit on the bill, sure, there's going to be a huge cushion once right. it comes in. The problem is, there's going to be some pretty difficult and lean times for districts. Oh, that's, that's money that normally would be spent on students on curriculum on yeah. you know That's different like, projects at the district yeah i can't i can't p't pay my normal bills because the hot water heater heater broke and that's at a thousand bucks that I didn't expect to be out of. Well, right. for some districts, it's ten to twelve to fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a month for the bandwidth that they're used to only paying maybe ten percent for. Right, exactly. Which is a big difference. It is a big difference. And all of a sudden, you know, now I'm dipping into district funds to to find this money to make sure that it's happening across the board because we we've got to have the bandwidth. We're right, right. Remote. You can't just cut off the internet. Well, you could, but you would be, you know, you'd be <laughs> sort of found in a tree, you know, somewhere. That's right. We know it's cool. Um. So, yeah, I mean, there it is. We talked about it. It's not like, you know, I wasn't going to get nasty. There's no really – at this point, I, I think I, I think we're over it. We're just going to let it play out. You you were at the out. meeting, and you saw what went down, and we'll leave that between the meeting and the wall, and we'll, just, we'll move on about it. I, I think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to work itself out. I just hope that – it doesn't cause damage that takes longer to to recoup from right in the that's long run exactly that's the part and, that, and that's one of the concerns as well one of the concerns is that uh, in addition to those players involved getting things worked out what are the outside forces that are going to be at play here in terms of you know whatever the fallout is from the way this is you know is, Right. Some folks don't appreciate the way it's been handled, and, and so whatever the ramifications of that, ultimately it's just delaying districts from getting those funds. And again, like you said, I mean, you're, you're, we're talking, you know, 10, 20, or more thousand dollars per month in order to provide the bandwidth the students need. That's money that's not going back into students by way of various, you know, avenues. And it's and it, and I think it's very important that what you mentioned that this is this money comes out of the school district base funding, so it's not like there's some federal grant that's going to help cover 
you know, while E-Rate's trying to figure out, and it's not really E-Rate, but as DIS and, and vendors and all the other players try to figure out exactly how this is going to come together, right. you know, there are no, it's not like there's extra money to help cover that. No, this is coming straight out of the out district of coffers. Yeah, it's it's going to definitely be interesting to see how it plays out. And, and we'll be happy to uh, keep everybody up to date and informed. Uh, as this develops and as it goes on and as we get more information. My guess is that uh, on the next program, uh, by then, hopefully, we'll have a look at that spreadsheet and there may be something in there that kind of helps either alleviate fears or... Everybody panic. Run! You know, run. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not a fear monger at all. I, I hate fear and intimidation as a way to communicate, but sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's about That's all you got. <laughs> So, uh, changing course here. Yes, uh, yes. We'll wrap this thing up. Please do. <laughs> so, you know, we like to do, uh, we've, we've tried to, and on occasion, do a Google App Feature of the Week. And, Google uh, App Feature of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so, yeah. So, um, one of my favorites that's on uh, what's new in Google Apps is head back to school with new features in Google Classroom. Uh, a lot rolled out on the 24th of August. One cool. of those was uh, question-driven discussions. Now... Uh, teachers can post questions to their class and allow the students to have discussions by responding to each other's answers. Ooh, uh, nice. Yeah, like or not, or depending on how the, the setting, the teacher actually has control over that, which I think is cool. For example, uh, teachers could post a video and ask students to answer a question about it or post an article and ask them to write a paragraph in response. And then they can discuss it amongst themselves because it's been opened up in the class. Right. So Much more rapid-fire communication. Well, and not only that, but that is a huge leap toward... Google Classroom being an LMS. Right. Well, and then, uh, so there's another one. Teachers can now reuse assignments, assign uh, announcements or questions from any of their classes or any class they co-teach nice. from last year, last week. They can go find other stuff and reuse it. Nice. So they don't have to recreate everything. Um, the other one is now, it's big, a big deal. Next month, a classroom will automatically create a calendar event, for, a calendar for each class in Google Calendar. Oh, nice. oh, wow. So that's going to be integrated into it, and um, that's really cool. There's a few more improvements that are coming back. Uh, Bumpa post, which uh, post. teacher Bump-a-pull. wants to make that's sure. That's whenever the little yeah. tiny cars and you just smack into each other. <laughs> into, yeah. into the pole. Exactly. Bump a post. Yeah. Over and over. A really cool one is uh, they, so they can bump a post, which are older items. You know, they can bump them back. Right, bring them back forward. to the top. Uh, due dates will become optional. So they can now, because you know now you have a due date when, when you make right. an assignment, so that will be an optional piece uh, added to it. And this is a really cool one. Now you'll be able to attach a Google form to a post. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. Because Google forms are yeah, awesome. Because then... That would be cool. Yeah, because then as the kids answer them, you're going to get the spreadsheet with all the answers yeah, on right, it. Yeah, so, right, exactly. So, you know, a form or, as they would say, a quiz or a test. Dun-dun-dun. So, yeah. Hey, well, um, you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com, coming to you from the Southwest Arkansas Educational Cooperative in Hope, Arkansas. And we want to thank... The Public Schools of Hope, uh, Hope Public Schools, for letting us be here. <laughs> Got that one twist, twisted around in my <laughs> tongue. Um, I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break and uh, listen to uh, artists from last week that we really liked. And it's a little filler while we gather up our last stuff for the last of the show. Uh, water the horses and get ready to head for the finish line. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is uh, Nick C. And the song is Letting Go. Shining stars will never fade 
that you told me But now what you meant But I knew I loved you For quite some time Tech Guys Live from the 30th Annual AESA Conference in New Orleans, December 2nd through the 5th. We'll be providing day-by-day coverage as we talk with presenters, attendees, and members of education service agencies from around the nation. Get rid of the noise and listen to the music with EduTech Guys Live, December 2nd through the 5th. Brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative, Hope Public Schools, and the Association of Education Service Agencies. Thanks, David, for that wonderful promo for AESA. 
Hey, we're back with radio.edutechguys.com. I played your promo. Oh, the guys are like, what's he talking about? Yeah, I don't we, can't, we can't hear what Jeff has going on. So. I, you, they just think they know what's happening. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a very scary thing. That's why I have to listen sure. to the show afterwards. afterwards yeah. <laughs> what did he do today? That's Great. right. I, I listened to it on the way home. He had the microphone set, set to where we all sound like chipmunks. <laughs> so, um, hey, there's a great article out. Uh, I'm going to drop it on. The tweeter, here in a second. (laughs) It's called Cracking the Code, uh, Jake Roberts Unlocking the Future of Programming. The reason I was looking at it is we were just talking about the the co-op's going to host in the spring uh, girls and coding. Right. Girls who code, yeah. Ladies and coding. Women and coding. Girls who code. Girls who code. That thing. Seems a little noxious. (laughs) Girls who code. I don't know what else you want to come So. No, but it's interesting, and the reason I said it is because uh, Monica had mentioned uh, Sphero, and uh, one of the things that he that he was asked about what's the project he's currently working on, and uh, he's helping with an in- innovation center that's getting robotics into the classrooms into a daily lesson plan using robots cool. like NAO, NAO, yeah. uh, Sphero, and Cubelets. So cool. uh, I thought that was pretty cool. He said his first language he learned was Python, Python. which is, an, is a fairly easy language for kids, especially to pick up. Well, um, yeah, Python two. You know, it's it's well. it's a little easier. Now, I don't listen to Greg. Greg makes it. He's the devil's advocate. <laughs> I say, Greg, turn on the light. Yeah, I don't know about this. Really There's a lot of muscles and synapses. I, I will tell you, though, that does bring up an interesting point because I'm, I, I don't even want to talk about the languages I grew up on. So, <laughs> They're um, not safe for radio. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so so you obviously don't necessarily agree that it's a good starter language. So what well, would you say? I mean, just the first language I picked up was AppleScript. Um it's all both Python and AppleScript are scripting languages, which means that you don't have to compile them. There's sort of there's two different classes, yeah. sort of of language. There's interpreted languages, where you write the code and then you can run it immediately, and then there's a that's interpreted, and then there's a compiled language where you write the code and then it has to go through this fairly lengthy process of it compiling and linking and doing all this sort of stuff. So you actually get a binary that you can actually execute. Um, it's generally considered that uh, interpreted languages are a little bit easier because it's you're, you can iterate much faster. You can make a mistake and say, oh, well, that didn't work, right, rather okay. than having to sit there and right. wait for five yes, minutes for it yes. to compile. Um, so they're both easier in that sense. Um, you know, I think most people, I, I think it's interesting, some schools that, th- that I think teach Python, a lot of schools are teaching Python mm-hmm. because... Those kids probably started off on C++. Yes, I, so, it is easier than C++. You know, and so when you get to C++ and you jump into Python, you go, oh, okay, that's much easier. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of a good bridge between C++ and HTML5. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the way it's being used. I mean, yeah, I just, Python is? I think so. Okay. I mean, it's it's the way that it's... It, I mean, that would be a, something I would probably... Say about well, it. and I didn't mean to get us off. Greg on and I'll start fighting about it. Well, but I'll Python, C plus plus. Greg knows much more about it than I do. I'm hey, just, the, I'm, the, I'm the fat ginger in the room. <laughs> well, uh, and I'm the skinny Marianne. And so, um, <laughs> the uh, but I think <laughs> we're in. <another, laughs> everybody goes what? Wait, what? That was good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, but anyway, I, I do think that that could be a topic we could cover in a future show. Yeah, uh, I know we're running out of time. And yeah, we're so, we're at the know, end. But yeah, we might as well wrap this thing up. Am I rapping? That's beatboxing. Can't do that. Please don't rap. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, I am uh, David Henderson, <laughs> and uh, I appreciate you uh, listening, tuning in to uh, EduTech Guys Radio, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, you will come back for another show. <laughs> <laughs> don't count it against. You'll us. come back. Hey, remember to check us out on the web www.edutechguys.com. Go to the bottom, hit the comment section, and let us know. 
Also find a link there to radio.edutechguys.com. Catch our show reels, all of our podcasts that are out there. Once again, thanks for being here with us today. Showing up, as they say. I'm Jeff Madlock. And I'm Greg Moore. I already said it was David Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> and he's late. Good night, Gracie. <laughs> You've been listening to Edutech Guys Radio. Radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site is programmed to those of participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.